baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Come, well, let, let's talk about the um, the money for the trains in California in particular. So we have this light rail system here, Metrolink, that was developed many years ago. Dick Gephardt was one of the driving forces when he was a congressman from St. Louis. It's been really exposed as one of the biggest boondoggles that this city has ever participated in. And, of course, as you know, David, whenever you have a big boondoggle, what do you have? You have Democrats that want to make it an even bigger boondoggle. So they're talking about extending it and wasting more money, even though it's not used very much. It's just a it's a disaster. And they want to you know keep throwing uh, bad money after good. So in California's case, this is where it gets really into Hall of Fame levels of spending as well. They have a high speed rail authority that's getting billions of dollars of our federal money. Right. Exactly. And this is. Honestly, at this point, I think this is a gigantic scam against the American people. This project was initially authorized in 2008 with the goal of having the whole system finished today. Guess what? In that time, in in the intervening years, the expected costs of the project are up by about fourfold. They're now thinking this thing's going to cost over $120 billion dollars. And right now, A, it's not finished. It's not even functioning. None of the stations are operational. They're saying it's going to take at least another 10 years just to get the opening portion. Not not saying this is going to go from L.A. to San Francisco. It's going to go between two small cities in between L.A. and San Francisco. It is mind-boggling that the federal government has already invested billions in it. The fact that they're going to be sending more billions is essentially just lighting money on fire. Yeah, let me, let me kind of review some of those numbers here because you covered those quickly. So you had in 2008, and by the way, I remember when this was always being discussed or when it was being discussed in 2008 um, because we talked about it. And I think many of us made predictions that this was going to happen. So you got a $33 billion cost. Now it's ballooned to over $128 billion. Let's face it, by the time all is said and done, it's going to be higher than that. The original completion date was going to be 2020. Now it's at least... 2033, probably even longer than that. And then, as you pointed out here, the federal government is still putting in, let's talk about the $7 billion they need just for the 117-mile segment from Merced to Bakersfield. That doesn't even cover the line to San Francisco. So they keep spending more and more money, keeps getting delayed. I mean, this puts our boondoggle into a new perspective as well, because this is, again, like Hall of Fame levels of spending, David. And there's a reason why people are fleeing California as fast as the U-Haul trucks can take them out of there. It's because California is completely mismanaged. The government, you know, whether it was Gavin Newsom or even before him, the the government, the state governors, the state legislators are completely incompetent. And that's why this project has been delayed. That's why the costs have gone through the roof. All this is doing is giving them a pat on the head and saying, oh, don't worry about it. Uncle Sam's here to bail you out. Well, guess what? Uncle Sam's us. 
Well, I want to talk about Vegas a little bit, too, because there, you know, I go to Las Vegas quite a bit every four months or so. I have a good friend who lives out there, and um, I, I, I like it quite a bit. I don't even gamble that much, but I see shows, and I eat, and I follow some of the news out there, and I do it you know, even on my iPad. I, I see a few sites that I follow out there. But I know when I was out there recently, they were talking about this line from Los Angeles to California. The other thing I know is that a lot of people from Southern California love to go on weekend trips to Las Vegas, and I have my friend who lives out there has a condo in Pasadena because he has to office out there as well. So when we had a discussion about this particular uh, plan to put the, you know, the trains from L.A. to Las Vegas, we started looking at the, um, you know, the particulars where you're only going to be able to be dropped off in certain locations in L.A. It's not like it's going to get you to all your destinations. Same thing for Vegas. There's really no, <laughs> no specific plan on where it's going to get you. Now, I can make a strong case for, you know, public transportation being important on that stretch because people sit in seven, eight-hour traffic delays. But when you look at the ROI, David, which is what you do, there's no way to justify the amount of spending, which even now is on the low end for that line. And this thing is a speculative project that's being done on the behest of a corporation. If this was a good investment by itself, that corporation, which, by the way, already did a big project in Florida without federal assistance, they should be paying for it themselves. They should be going out and getting investors lining up if this is such a great deal. But they're not. That's why Uncle Sam is coming in. And the chances are, if they need subsidies on the front end, they're also going to need subsidies on the back end, which means that we're going to be shelling out tens of millions of dollars every year to keep this line running. On that Florida line, so they have a high-speed line from Miami to Orlando. And, and does that work relatively well? It hasn't been operating for that long. I've heard some good things. I've heard some concerning things. But again, for, for me, the the bottom line is they did it out of their own pocket. So if the thing ends up being yeah, a bust, different. oh sure, that's very different. It, it, Sad for them, but the rest of us aren't on the hook for it. Absolutely. All right. So I wanted to, before I let you go, David Ditch from Heritage is here. There are several things you put on our radar, and some of this might be considered, you know, pocket change when it comes to the amount of money that the federal government spends. And we just talked about some of that with the billions and billions and the trillion that's being spent on the interest. But you put a little list together of some of the nonsense that gets handed out where taxpayers kind of, David, get nickel and dime, don't they? They really do. So, for example, in, in you uh, you talk about nickel and dime. When you're talking about trillions of dollars, small amounts might not seem like that big a deal. So, for example, um, the Agency for International Development is sending $790,000 to subsidize electric bicycles in Uganda. $790,000 is chump change here in the swamp. But it's real money in the real world. Why are they doing that? What is the purpose? I mean, it's outrageous just on its face. But why are they doing that? EV bike chargers in in Uganda. I mean, I'm sure they could come up with all sorts of justifications about equity and inclusion and climate change. Well, here's a few more. $1.5 million to fight racism in engineering textbooks. That's a bunch of nonsense. $325,000 to study why there's a race gap in kids being trans. $35,000 for exhibitions about how COVID affected 
the Alphabet Mafia in the UK, 41,000 to teach English to employed and unemployed Palestinian journalists, 52 million in COVID funding to a school district with under 500 students. That means over $100,000 per student. That's a pretty good return on investment. And the list goes on. I and mean, we see this in every federal budget. Yeah. And when you, again, item by item, these things are not the root cause of the federal deficit. But when you're when you have money to set aside for a specific purpose and then the Biden administration decides, oh, hey, let's throw it at this lefty cause or this lefty group. That means that we have to spend more on that agency or that program to get the desired effect. They're making inflation worse when it comes to the get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 